Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, that pour out my spirit. Save the Lord. tired of that song. Timothy Spell, this is that, and this is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. You're listening to a live broadcast March 1st, 2020, and later on you might be able to hear this on a podcast on Holy Ghost Radio. 
having a little trouble getting those downloaded, but I think it's because of the Dropbox. Is, ours is too small or something. I'm, maybe I'm recording these wrong. In the studio by myself tonight, we've got, um, if you're tuning in for the first time, Pastor Bob Simons, the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. We broadcast live on KDIX AM radio station. That's 1230 on the AM dial. And also being picked up by KDIX's website, kdix.net, and also by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. So there's all kinds of ways that you can be listening. I've got people texting me already. You can text me or email me to be part of the broadcast tonight. We've got um, this text number is 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. Or you can email me, which I don't look at quite as often, but I try to, uh, Simons 58 at gmail.com. That's another way you can be part of the program. I'm not going to take any live phone calls tonight. Because um don't have anybody to answer the phone, so we're not going to do that. I've got some people that have already texted. Good to have Jody um, in up in Harvey listening. Good to have her listening. Tim just texted me from North Carolina. We've got uh, Dave and Lauren out in Fargo. Brother Griffith up in uh, Great Falls, Montana. We've got the Millers listening in Gulva, North Dakota. And that's a little tiny town out in... Um, Western North Dakota, but a really nice little town. Oh, Carl's listening tonight from Michigan. Good to have Carl listening tonight. Um, I wonder if he's got Jeannie listening with him. He didn't say, but good to have him listening. And so you can text me 701-290-7862. And, uh, and the um, Brother Jones is listening in... Uh, in Minneapolis area. Good to have him listening tonight. The Mathern family text just texted from Dickinson, North Dakota. People are starting to really tune in. And uh, so we've got to uh, appreciate that. I, I love that, where you can text me and let me know you're listening. It really helps me. I To do radio, you've got to kind of imagine who might be listening, too. Sometimes I'm doing radio and imagining that maybe some backsliders are listening. Um, imagining maybe some people that are you know, have addiction problems or listening. That's what I have to do because I'm kind of one of these guys when I'm preaching in church, I like to look at people's faces and look at this and think about their story. And um, sometimes it encourages me to preach things, uh, to brag on them sometimes, or sometimes, of course, you're, you're um, maybe um, admonishing people and so on. But this, um, so tonight I'm uh, gonna imagine other people are listening too, but boy, I'm getting, I hear my phone dinging, ding, 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 ding. People, um, listening. Welcome back, Pastor Bob. I was gone last Sunday. My wife and I, after church on Sunday, we went to, uh, we, we rushed down to Bismarck and flew out of Bismarck. And that was quite a story just there because, uh, somebody that we were with forgot their passport. So we had to turn around. It was crazy. But anyway, we got to, we made it just in time, like, like a minute before they closed down. Got on this plane, flew down to uh, Dallas, stayed overnight. Then we went on a cruise on Monday out of um, out of Miami, and uh, and we had a great time. Had a lot of fun. Got to swim in the ocean for several hours, which I really, really in in um, enjoy doing. Uh, somebody just texted and said, "I've got a nice face for radio." Isn't that sweet? Um, <laughs> 
I'm not going to say anything about him. But the the um, uh, just had a great time. Got to uh, meet some new people down there, make some new friends, and um, so it, it was really sweet. Just had a really wonderful, wonderful time, and uh, relaxing, and probably gained ten pounds. I'll have to try to lose that. But one of the things, and I'll get right into my topic tonight. I, I spent a long time kind of on the introduction, but I'll, I'm going to get right into this. Um, one of the concerns we had when we were down there is right now, if you want to go on a cruise right now, they're dirt cheap, especially these last-minute ones. You can find four-day cruises for $100. You can find um, – I, I found an eight-day cruise for $269. Uh, one of the reason is because – uh, people are afraid of this coronavirus. We've got. Uh, we were not afraid of the coronavirus. We were afraid that people being afraid of the coronavirus would make it so we c- couldn't get home. So we weren't afraid of the virus. We were afraid of the fear of the virus, if that makes sense. But if you, unless you're living in some kind of box somewhere, this is something that's been all over the news. Uh, there's a virus uh, supposedly that started in China. Uh, quite a few people that are infected with this in China. It's a um, it's a strain of the flu, and um, and so far in the United States, two people have died now. So that's terrible. That's that's sad. But I want to talk about that in a kind of a strange way tonight. I'm going to title this program "Coronavirus," and I'm going to talk about it in kind of a strange way. This I've read as much as I could. I've read a lot about it. Uh, I feel like I've got as much as maybe you know most of us have a good grasp of what's going on here. I uh, I realize, like most of you probably do, that there are a lot of flu strains out there that kill a lot of people, and that's uh, really um, sad. This um, these these uh, you know strains of the flu that can kill people, and and there's a, some strains of the flu that are killing a lot more people, even as I speak, than coronavirus. But what I want to talk about tonight is this concept of how fearful people become over something like this. Wow, I am getting some cool texts. I think somebody from the cruise ship texted me. Cool. Is that Cindy from the cruise ship? Yes, it is. Cool. Hello to Cindy. This is a lady we met. We had uh, supper with every night on the cruise ship. That is cool. Cindy, uh, you are uh, texting me, and I appreciate that. And we met her her and her husband, Rob. That, That was so neat. And their son. I'm glad they're listening tonight. I'm, but this concept of people are being so worried about this coronavirus. Uh, they're, they're canceling their vacations. Their businesses are canceling their, their uh, uh, travel activities. Uh, uh, people in China right now are staying indoors, not going to work, because they're trying to stop this virus. But I'm going to say tonight that this is not something that we need to worry about as much as something else. And the something else that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to read a verse in Luke chapter 10 and verses 38 through 42. And this is familiar to you that know your Bibles. And it says this, And now it came to pass as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. That's Jesus and his disciples. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much with much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus 
answered and said said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled by many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I want you to notice Jesus told Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things. And right now our world is troubled and being really careful about the coronavirus. But there's something more important to be troubled about. There's something more important to be careful about. Now, let me just say this right off the bat. Jesus was not talking about that we should be irresponsible. He doesn't want us to be a bunch of religious kooks and let the baby stay in their soiled diapers while we pray. I don't think so. You know, no, he, change the baby's diaper, go to work in the morning, pay your bills. Um, you know, no, being, you know, just being um, irresponsible is not something the rest of the Bible will back you up on. You know, uh, in fact, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that say, you know, I probably should just say a few things about this just because I don't want people to get the wrong attitude. But like 1 Timothy 5.8, it says, if any provide not for his own, like if you don't take care of your own family, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So God wants us to take care of our families. You clean your house. You know, uh, don't be a slob. You know, go, like I said, go to work, pay your bills. You know, you know, uh, you know. I, don't, don't, please, don't twist anything I say tonight to say that we shouldn't maintain a good life while we're here. Second Thessalonians three ten, Paul said, "For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear, we hear that." There are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy buddies. Now them which are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. And so Jesus, when he told Martha that you're worried about too many things, you're not worried about the right thing, and your sister Mary is, he wasn't saying to be a hippie. He wasn't saying that. So what was Jesus gently upbraiding Martha about? I believe it was the fact that she was worrying about the wrong things. And tonight, if you're worrying about the coronavirus instead about the things of God, you are worried about the wrong things. You really are. I'm going to play a song and read my texts, which I got a bunch of them here. And uh, I like this song. This is kind of a redneck Christian song that I still love. Oh. 
new song pastor bob here the tell it like it is radio show good to be back with you i just had to take a break and read all my texts uh, just hello to everybody pastor pearson from crossroads of apostolic church in wisconsin listening yvonne down in bowman north dakota the ben burling family up in northeastern north dakota good to have um, the lomans listening and it's i got a text saying the stoners are not listening so i'm not i don't even know why i said that the stoner the text said the stoners are not listening so I don't know why they're not, but anyway, they're with the Lomans, so I'm not sure what that means. The um, the Lee family turned in uh, t- today and said that they went up to Newtown, and that church up there, they had 18 people there today. Uh, we have um, 22. I got a text from our team that goes to the women's prison, 22 in that service tonight. We've um, we've got Brother Johnson. The Johnson's listening in Arizona. Brother Rose, I believe, in Kentucky. Joel and Zoe in St. Cloud, and we've got Jason and Miranda listening tonight. So just a whole bunch of you. Thank you. T- text me, 701-290-7862. We're talking about 
the coronavirus, and my intent tonight is not to minimize and say that it's not important to talk about. But compared to the topic I'm topic talking about, it doesn't even register on the scale. In, in our text, we read how Martha was upset with her sister Mary because she was trying to get a meal ready, Martha was, and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus listening. And Martha was upset about it, and Jesus told her, he said, you're worrying about the wrong things. You got your priorities mixed up. And we have a world that is worrying about all kinds of stuff. Like right now, it's the coronavirus. They're worried about all kinds of stuff. People people are worrying themselves to death about their health. Every time they feel a little pain in their heart, they run to the hospital. You know, they get a little chest pain, and they just think they're having the big one. You know, interesting thing about worry, what is consuming you in worry right now, you won't even remember what it was six weeks from now. But the main thing that we should be concerned about if we're going to worry about anything, it's whether we have a right relationship with God or not. But this is probably the last thing that most people are worried about. See, when Jesus told Martha, you're, you're careful and troubled about many things. Well, what, like, what kind of things? Well, I'll tell you what people are worried about. You know, they're, they're worried about, uh, they're worried about their money. Now here again, I did, I started, if you, if you're tuning in late, I'm not saying you shouldn't work. I'm not saying you shouldn't be good with your money. Don't waste your money. You know, I, you know, yeah, it needs, you know, like I'm, I'm 61 years old. You know, I, I got to kind of figure out how I'm going to take care of that woman of mine after I can't work anymore. You know, I, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But this idea that you're more concerned about your money than your walk with God, you're more concerned about, your money than you are whether you're going to heaven or hell. You put more time into studying that than you do studying the Bible. You see, this is my program tonight. Coronavirus is going to come and go. This is not the plague that's going to kill the whole world. I'll just predict that. It's not. This I'll predict this. Four months from now, nobody will remember the word coronavirus hardly. Any more than you remember the word SARS or swine flu or any of those other ones that came and went. But we are going to stand before God someday. And we're going to have to make our, we're going to, you know, he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me, you workers of evil. Our world is is uh, going crazy over worry, but the number one thing they should be worried about is whether they're going to heaven or not. But that's not what they're worried about. They're worried about money. They're worried about their safety. They're worried about that. People are really worried about it. Now, in North Dakota, where we live, we don't worry about our safety quite as much. You know, it's you know, there's not a lot of crime here. There's some uh, where we live. It's it's um, like there isn't a street that I wouldn't walk down any hour of the night in, in Dickinson, North Dakota, um, and and I and there, I wouldn't feel worried about any of that. 
you know, I, I, I wouldn't. There's no bad neighborhoods here. There's nobody that hates anybody, really. I mean, it's not like that. But there are places where people are worried about their safety. Um, I'm going to say one of the main things that people worry about is their health. Now, just if you don't, if you're an atheist or an agnostic listening tonight, just humor me a little bit. But if what's more important to worry about your spiritual health and going to heaven and living in heaven forever in this beautiful place or your physical health? Again, don't twist my words. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. I'm not saying that. But our health industry is going nuts. And people, that's what they talk about. That's every new diet, every new exercise program. They talk about that. You know, this, this, um, uh, you know, this, this topic tonight, I, I'm playing on the, the concept of the coronavirus because because it's it's not only worrying people, but it's shutting down the economy in some places. But compared to the big picture of whether we're right with God or not, it means nothing. Jesus said one time, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his own soul? You know, um, some people are worried about their pleasure and their own happiness. That's kind of the, it seems like, in, I don't know how it is in other countries, but in our country it seems like one of the things people worry about is their own happiness. That's why there's so much drug addiction. <laughs> because taking drugs makes them happy, so they keep doing it. Well, I'm telling you today that coming to God um like if you think, oh, I'm going to come to Jesus so I can quit taking drugs. That's not what this is about, you guys. It's not about you quitting taking drugs. <laughs> it's about you getting right with God. Now, when you get right with God, uh, quitting taking drugs will be easy. Very simple. But you see, you could take drugs all your life. Or you could not take drugs all your life. But if you're not right with God, it won't make any difference. One of you is going to die quicker, probably live a life full of heartache. But you see, it's not about that. You know, there's a lady texting me tonight from Bowman, North Dakota. She had a stroke. She's in a wheelchair. She's very limited in what she can do. But it was because of that stroke she had, she got in contact with this Acts 2.38 message in a nursing home. She was baptized in Jesus' name. She received the gift of the Holy Ghost after listening to this broadcast one night. So you can say, boy, that stroke was really a bad deal for her. Was it? What if she wouldn't have had the stroke? What if she would have never heard this message and she would have been lost? Which is worse? I mean, figure it out. Now, we're believing God's going to touch and heal her, too, so she gets the best of both. But but the point is that, you know, we're worried about so many things. You know, like we're worried about, like I say, paying your bills. 
And please, I mean, I don't know why I keep saying this, but pay your bills. Work your job. Don't be lazy. Don't be a bum. Let me read you something out of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 25. This is Jesus talking. These are his words. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment or clothing? Behold, the fowls or birds of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, but nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature or to his height? And why take ye thought for raiment or clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or with wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you need, you have need of all these things. Like God knows you guys. He knows that we're humans and he knows we need to survive. But Jesus said in verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, this, this program tonight is um, the coronavirus is not what we need to be worried about. Our world is getting to be a big old stupid place. Well, we worship at the shroud of Elvis And we're waiting for that money from Ed McMahon And we're drinking from the Perrier Fountain of Youth While we follow Big 
Well, we're studying the National Enquirer. Is it true Sonny Bono is the Antichrist? We debate if TV wrestling is really a sport. While we're testing rock and roll and its effect on mice. Bonding with our little computer screens. Getting anorexic on our lean cuisines. Turning plastic surgeons into millionaires. So everybody finally gets to look like Cher. It's a great big stupid world And we're feeling kind of queasy as it turns around Great big stupid world And we're never really sure if we're up or down It's a great big stupid world It's a stupid world That song, Pastor Bob here, the Tell Like It Is radio show, <laughs> Great Big Stupid World. That one actually fit pretty good tonight. You are listening to a live broadcast. This is March 1st, 2020, and this should be someday on the Holy Ghost Radio podcast. If you ever want to listen to it again or get somebody else to listen to it, you can do it that way. Uh, a lot of people texting tonight. Thank you so much for listening. We've got, we've got about a half an hour left, 25 minutes left. Our topic tonight is well, there's only one thing we should worry about, but we're worried about so many other things. And even though many of those things are important, like I say, you know, if your baby's got a soiled diaper, that's something that needs to be taken care of. I don't know if you need to worry about it. You just need to do it. If I wasn't, if it was one of my grandkids and my wife wasn't home, I'd be kind of worried about it because I don't want to do that. But anyway, I, I would do it, I suppose, if I had to. I used to do it with my own kids. But let me read a verse. It's kind of kind of one of the many verses I may read tonight that kind of sum up this radio topic, broadcast topic, about the coronavirus. It says this in 1 Peter 5 and 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. This ver- these verses, these two verses, basically are saying, get your life right with God, and then cast your care on Him, all your worries on Him. You see, worry, needless worry, uh, for a person that's right with God comes by not having faith in God. I'm not going to tell you not to worry if you're not right with God. You should worry. You should worry to the point where you get right with God, and certainly before this program is over, I'm going to tell you how. But this, if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he's going to take care of the rest. Now, tonight, even though it may not seem like um, a practical sermon, like, hey, Pastor Bob, how can you not worry about your children or your grandchildren, etc.? But... I'm not saying that you shouldn't be concerned for them. Certainly, the worries I have besides the correct one is many times for others, you know, hoping that they'll do okay. Like, there are people that I know, there might be some listening tonight, I don't know you're listening, but that that I'm worried about. I'm worried about your walk with God. I'm worried about whether you're going to make it or not. 
I am. Sometimes as a pastor, I worry about the people in our church that I, I wonder if they're going to um, wreck their life. You know, I mean, you can wreck your life. You can. Now, God can forgive you. He can He can help you. But you can still wreck a lot of stuff. And I, I get concerned. A lot of times as a pastor, I see people go in the wrong direction. And it worries me. It really does. You know, but tonight I want you to know that the number one thing we personally need to be concerned about is we need to fear and be sober that we don't slip away from the things of God. Let me read you some verses that may go against your theology, but they're right in the New Testament. Hebrews 4 and 1 says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. So this rest that he has, the salvation that he has, we need to be fearful, concerned, that we would miss it. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first begun, began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? So, you know, number one, it's good to examine yourself. It's good to make sure you're right with God. Don't just assume it. Well, I'm right with God because God loves me. That That's not true. God loves everybody. But Jesus said that, that there's a wide road to hell and many that go there at. Now, God loves all those people too. And he said, but there's a narrow road that leads to life, Jesus said, and few there be that find it. You know, this. Uh, there's a girl, I don't know if she's listening tonight, a young lady, she goes to our church. She grew up Amish. I mentioned her on my broadcast a few, maybe a month ago. And she, as a young girl, knew she wasn't right with God. She knew, but she didn't know how to get right with God. And nobody around her really did. And But she wanted to be right with God. And I believe probably because of that, God began to lead her brothers and sisters to this Acts 2.38 message. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And now she's filled with the Holy Spirit. She's been baptized in Jesus' name. She's not afraid of going to hell anymore. You see, I don't want to do this program and say, oh, don't worry about anything. That's not my point here tonight. We need to walk with God carefully. We need to take our walk with God seriously. No matter what else in life happens, i got to go to heaven. I've got to. I've lived for God now for 41 years. But I don't want to let this slip away. I don't want to get a root of bitterness inside of me and walk away from God. I don't want to lose my faith. You say, oh, 
You're saying you could, Pastor Bob? Sure I could. The Apostle Paul said he could. He said, what if I preached to others and myself became a castaway? You're not so big that you, I mean, you don't, that, that eternal security stuff is, is a bunch of baloney. That's not true. That's not, that's not scriptural, you guys. Oh, I just probably lost a bunch of people tonight, didn't I? But I'm still going to tell you the truth. So that's number one. We need to have a, a, a fear and be sober that we wouldn't slip away from the things of God. Number two, we need to replace all of the other fears we, fears we have with God himself. Look at this, Isaiah 8 and 13. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. <laughs> oh, this, this program is going to be so misunderstood by some people, I'm afraid. He said, man, Pastor Bob, you're talking about being afraid of God. I'm not talking about being afraid of God. I'm talking about being afraid of losing out with God. And if you have the proper fear of God, you don't have to be afraid of anything else. Because if you're right with God, he'll take care of it. Let me just say it again. Jesus said it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Like Mary was doing. Martha was making a meal. Mary was, she was, Jesus was talking. When Jesus is talking, it's not time to be making the meal. You know, um, you know, sometimes as a pastor, it bugs you. You know, you're preaching away and people are giggling, talking, playing with the baby. Well, I'm not Jesus. I'm not. But, so maybe it shouldn't bug me. But when Jesus was talking, Mary had enough sense to know, I'm going to listen to what he says. And when he quits talking, I'll make the meal. You know, this, this, um, all our other fear is useless. We can't fix them anyway. And it, and most fear outside of the fear of God has torment. And actually, it's a sin. You know, that worry and fear is a sin. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Revelation 21.8 says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So this concept of fear besides the fear of God is a pretty serious deal. Let me, let me read you what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verses 4 through 5. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body, like the coronavirus. <laughs> Don't be afraid of them. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear, Fear him, which after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Jesus was saying, if you have the proper fear of God, you don't have to be afraid of anything else. And that's why I'm convinced of this. There's only one thing in this life that I can control, and that's my relationship with God. That's it. 
I can't control my circumstances. I can't control other people. I, I mean, I can do my best. But the one thing I can do, no matter what, you know, throw me in prison, you know, beat me every day. But the one thing I can control is my walk with God. And if that's right, we can walk with confidence and assurance now. You know, you know a verse I love. I'm not playing my. I got brought my guitar in the studio. I got music lined up here to play, but I'm just talking, looking at my texts and talking. I love this verse, Acts nine thirty one. I talk about this verse a lot. It says, "Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified, and walking." in the fear of the Lord, and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. If you walk in the fear of the Lord, you're going to have the comfort of the Holy Ghost. When we have a right relationship with God, everything must pass through His okay before it gets to us. Everything. There isn't a disease that can get to me if I'm right with God. Without, without God okay in it first. Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. When we're walking in the Spirit, when we're right with God, now when we're right with God, you know, it's going to be evident that we're right with God not going to be your opinion. It's going to be the it'll be other people's opinion whether you're right with God or not. You can think you're right with God. You, you know the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. I mean, you can you can think you're right with God and not be right with God. King David thought he was right with God and he had committed adultery and murder. And it wasn't until the Nathan the prophet talked to him that he realized First John 3.20 says, If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things which are pleasing in His sight. Tonight, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be concerned about the coronavirus but I am saying that people have misplaced priorities. Because, as Jesus said, if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul, what good did it do you? It didn't do you any good. My grandpa was 87 years old, and he was dying my dad told me his last, some of the last words my grandpa said. Some of them were, if I had a million dollars right now, it wouldn't do me any good, would it? That was some of the last words my grandpa said. You see, there isn't anything else. I feel so sorry for people that don't believe. I feel so sorry for people that are atheists or agnostics. Maybe it angers you that I feel sorry for you. I, I don't care that you're angry, but I do feel sorry for you. 
Because not only do I feel sorry for you in eternity, but even now. There's just a fearful looking forward to death. It's going to be over. Your life's going to be over. And what is coming after that? You see, this coronavirus thing is nothing compared to being right with God. You know, a while back, I did a program and I talked about something and I got some feedback. Not positive feedback necessarily. There was a man that broke the law. He was a, uh, I don't know who he was, I don't know what he was preaching, but he was a Christian missionary of some kind. There's a group of islands in the Indian Ocean that are off limits to outsiders. Nobody can go there. The uh, Indian government has decided that these people have lived by themselves uh, with no contact with the outside world forever, and that's the way it's going to be. And there was a Christian missionary that hired, illegally hired a boat. This was, oh, I don't know, probably within the last four years maybe. And I don't have the story in front of me here, so I'm not going to try to get it exactly right. But this missionary hired a boat illegally to take him to these islands because he wanted to tell these people about Jesus. Well, he ended up getting killed there. Uh, he, he went the first time. They tried to attack him. He escaped. He came back the second time, if I remember the story right, and he was killed with a bow and arrow. I think somebody, they shot him through with an arrow, and he died. Well, there in the news, it was pretty critical of him because they said, what if he brought a strain of disease to these people that you know they're, that they had no um, immune system to fight, like let's say smallpox or something like that? And because he came and brought this, maybe they all died. And they said that was really stupid of him to do this. It was really foolish. I said on the radio program, I don't think it was foolish. And I got some flack for it. And it's all right. I mean, you know, you know, this is just my program. I can say whatever I want, and you can not like it if you don't want. But here was my thinking. Okay, so that would be a risk. I believe that is a possible risk. But I also believe several other things. Like I also believe that Jesus is a healer, so he could help those people not die of it. But if it's really true that there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus, isn't it worth that risk? Wasn't it worth the risk for him to go there? I mean, do you really believe that it takes Jesus to go to heaven? I do. Jesus said, "There's." he said, I am the way, John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. I didn't say it. I didn't make it up. I didn't write that part of the Bible. I didn't write any of the Bible. I'm just telling you what it said. Jesus said there's only one way to God through him. That's it. Only one way, only one path, one way to be saved. <clears throat> well, if that's true, then there's nothing else more important than telling people that. Like, for instance, I admire um, doctors that maybe in this case are working, researchers working on a vaccination or a vaccine for, you know, the coronavirus. That's nice. I, You know, I'm, my hat's off to you. You know, that's a great... 
thing. Go ahead. But if you find in a vaccine for the coronavirus or AIDS or cancer or whatever, and the people live 10 more years or 30 more years or 40 more years, and they die and they go to hell forever. You see, there's something else to be worried about. We've got to make sure our heart is right with God. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, except the good part that Mary found. Jesus said it this way in Luke ten forty two, But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. This program is ending on a serious note because the greatest thing in life is to be made right with God. The greatest thing. You know, one testimony, I've heard many testimonies in my life, but there's a testimony that moved me when I heard it. I knew the story anyway, but to hear it from this girl's, this young lady's lips really moved me. She was a girl that my wife and I had met when she was about 12 or 13 years old. She was living in a group home for troubled girls, even though she had never really done anything to be in trouble. Her name is Christine. Christine was visiting our church in Dickinson, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago now maybe. It was in our old building, and she stood up and she said, She told her story. She was a little girl. Her dad came home in a rage one day and killed Christine's mother. Dad went to prison. The kids were put into foster care. While Christine was in foster care, she was molested, sexually molested. Because of that, they didn't know what to do with her, so they put her in a group home for troubled girls. And a woman from our church in Bismarck named Gloria was working in that group home, and she told my wife and I, you should come and meet this Christine. She's a really nice girl. Maybe Christine was 13 or 14. I don't remember exactly. But my wife and I came to the group home, and we met Christine, and we had a Bible study with Christine. And Christine was adopted by the pastor, the now pastor of the Bismarck Pentecostal Church, Pastor Chuppie. And his wife adopted Christine. And long story short, Christine is living for God today. And at the time of her testimony, Christine said this. She told the whole story, just like I told you. And she said, I'm going to thank God for what I've been through. Because she said, if I wouldn't have gone through that, I might have never heard about this saving message of Acts 2.38. I might have lived in a good family. And died lost. Everything is perspective. Going to heaven is the most important thing. You can be full of cancer. You can have pancreatic cancer. There's no cure for that unless God cures you. And you can you can uh, say, oh, Pastor Bob, easy for you to say. You don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. 
I don't. But I'm telling you this, the most important thing in my life is my walk with God and knowing this truth. It is. Well, I'm going to have to move along here. I, I, um, just going to give you a little information throughout the week. If you want to come and see us, New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. That's right on the interstate. Beautiful building. Uh, our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. And Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock, Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service. Then also, we've got, um, we've, we've got the, um, we're starting a church in Beach, North Dakota, 60 miles west of Dickinson. They have a service at this time just on Tuesday nights, not on Sundays. Tuesday night, 7.30, Beach Community Center. And then on Thursday nights, our church, a team from our church is starting a church down in Bowman, North Dakota, about 80 miles to the southwest of us. And they have church Thursday nights right on Main Street in a little storefront building, 7.30 there. The... um, you know, I want you to make your way there. I want you to find us. I want you to look us up. Only one thing worth worrying about. Only one thing being careful about. And that's whether we're right with God or not. Is thy heart right with God? Walked in Lost crimson flood Cleansed and made holy Humble and lowly Right in the sight of God Oh, is thy heart right with God Washed in the crimson flood Cleansed and made holy, humble and lowly, right in the sight of God. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program, I ask you, God, put a spirit of conviction, concern on those that are just living for this life only. Lord, help them to realize there is no future. In living for this life. That we need to be laying up our treasures in heaven. And not be worried about what might happen down here to them. God, I just pray that you help us and give us the right perspective on these things. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening tonight. We, um, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, every Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time. Thank you for all the texting, all the communication. I mean, a lot of people texted me tonight. Appreciated that. I'll read those uh, when the program's over. I'll try to look at them all. Can't, couldn't get to all of them tonight. But Lord willing, next Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless. You are my joy in the midnight. You speak the word. 
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.